What's going on, world? Welcome back to I Thought I Told You. Coming back again. Three, four weeks into January 2019. And I'm back again with another segment for our Mental Health Mondays. We're going to go in about negative thought patterns, a.k.a. the voice of depression is what I like to call it. But negative thought patterns. Really want to go in on that. Kicking it off. So I hope y'all 2019 has been going great, man. You know, new year, new you. Hopefully everyone is at a stage in their life where they're trying to get to who the person they want to be. And I hope, you know, everything is going great for y'all. But let's get into these negative thought patterns. When I think of, like, negative thought thought patterns, I think of, like, this bad audio, this bad recording or pre-recording that's constantly on loop. And you just press play, and then it goes over and over again until you change the tape or change the recording. But only this time, that recording is just your negative thoughts and your negative beliefs and the the negative things that you tell yourself. I read this, I think the other day I read this interesting fact with a study where it says that we have somewhere between... 25,000 and 50,000 thoughts per day. That's a hell of a lot of thoughts to be thinking about just stuff. But if you're dealing with depression, 90% of the time your thoughts are automatically negative. So majority of those thoughts, somewhere between 25,000 and 80,000, 50,000 thoughts are going to be negative. And all that negative Thinking really is just a depression speaking. One of the things to understand is that these negative thoughts, they have the power to intensify your depression. So the the things that you constantly, unconsciously continue to tell yourself, you know, that you have going on loop, has that power to intensify um, your depression in terms of even to the point where it can get to the point where you're ready to, you know, commit suicide. And it can get that intense. One of the things, one of my favorite negative thoughts, I'm going to say favorite because it's, and I say that sarcastically, but one of the constant negative pre-recordings that I had on loop was this self-worth or lack of self-worth or not feeling worthy or not being good enough. Every time I would deal with rejection or almost any type of rejection, or any kind, I would press play on this, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. And, you know, after a string of rejections and unsuccessful, whether it be dating or whatnot, I began to internalize that, those rejections. And then naturally I began to feel like I was just not worthy of anything good or anything great or loving or beautiful. That just, that just wasn't happening. And I used to tell myself, you know, like, what's wrong with you? What'd you do this time to screw this up? What's, what's, you know, what's wrong with me? Like, there's, there's something wrong with me. And, you know, I just can't get it right. And the feeling I had, you know, just felt like, you know, I'm not meant to know or feel what it's like to be in a loving relationship. And just like clockwork, it would play on loop until I genuinely began to have that belief about myself. Same with work, career, or any of the slightest hiccups, disagreements, 
or anything that went wrong or any ideas that got shot down or any type of slight of confrontation or anything that didn't quite go, you know, what you imagined or expected, began to internalize it. And then, that you know, it, it became that constant loop. And then, you know, the negative thoughts are just on automatic because it's unconscious. And whenever I didn't meet my own high expectations, it turned into, you know, damn it, you need to get it together. Now, we all have those, you know, moments where we tell ourselves, you know, get it together. But if it's ingrained in that belief, then that's, that's, that, that's that negative thought talking. That's that depression talking. You're telling yourself what you're doing with your life. You just can't get anything right. You're straight up failure. You can't finish anything you start. Like, it was just looking pretty bleak. Or there's times when, you know, I would misinterpret and assume the worst. Times when I felt overlooked, ignored, dismissed by others. Let, you know, my negative thoughts just went straight into a frenzy. You know, nobody understands me. Why can't I be more of, you know, this type of person? I wish I was somebody else. Or why am I made this way? You know, what's wrong with you? It's... You'd be surprised that that inner self-critic is pretty harsh. And, you know, once it's on loop, I would end up on this spiral of deep depression. Because every negative self-talk, I began to think I was believing. I, I began to believe that. And this pattern of automatic thinking is very much unconsciously addictive. It's like you get addicted to this, this, this belief, this negative belief of yourself. To, to the point when it's almost ingrained. But really, you're just trying to escape those thoughts. My loop went for me assuming, keyword assuming, that I knew every intention behind what was said or how was, how you know it was being behaved or what the situation was. And boom, just like that, that assumption, that assumption turned into this crappy feeling I had and this self-judgment. And just like that, the depression won again, strikes again. And once I became aware of, you know, my patterns and thoughts and these self-judgments I had about myself, I had to dig deep. I would probably say, for me, there's about six, six, six things I would say that was extremely helpful, that has been helpful, still to this day, continues to be helpful for me. Whenever I get into that spiral or that negative, you know, patterns. The first one I'll probably say is, you know, where's the evidence that proves that this is factual about yourself? Where's the evidence that shows that you're a failure? Where's the evidence that shows that you're not worthy or you're unworthy? Where's the evidence that shows that um, you're not good enough? Then you may have loved ones and that you know, that will combat that and tell you otherwise to help contradict that belief of you being a failure, unworthy, and not good enough. And it, for the most part, they're able to see the things that you aren't, you know, yet able to see within yourself. But all all again, that evidence... Evidence doesn't mean anything if you continue to believe that you're a failure, that you're unworthy. So the second thing 
once I became aware and the patterns and there's, you know, the evidence that showed proof that I was was a failure, just unworthy, I began to try and, you know, practice cutting the negative thoughts off before it even began and began to kind of practice that. So whenever it came up, that thought would come up, st- starting to feel like I'm unworthy, and I will just kind of stop it right there in, in its tracks and be like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. We're not going to go down this road. I'm not going down this road. And then once I do that, I'm just like, okay, hold up. Why am I feeling this way? What, what, what is it that's making me feel like I'm worthless? And you just stop and just confront it right then and there, soon as it comes up. And that takes time and it takes practice. But once you begin, begin to aware and you see it come up, you're able to confront it right then and there. And just kind of ask, where's this coming from? And just say, no, you're not about to do this. You're not about to fall. You're not going to fall for the lies of, you know, not being unworthy or not feeling good enough. So one of the third things that I found greatly helpful, and I still do to this day, is journaling. Journaling, writing, journaling, writing is my outlet. And I would write down all those negative thoughts and just see the pattern, the things that I would tell myself, write them all down whenever I began to, any moment, well, you know, wherever I'm at, if I can write it down, it could be anywhere, I'm in the car, I'm somewhere, I make note of those negative thoughts and then, you know, I try to write them down. And then once I write them down, and get that sense of understanding that where it was coming from was much deeper than just me telling myself, you know, you're, you're this, you're that, you're worthless, you're not good enough. But for me, it, it stemmed from something much deeper. And, you know, for me, my thoughts of worthlessness and fear of failure stem from childhood trauma it stemmed from, you know, like everyone else, experiences and, you know, the things we rather want to avoid, those things in life that didn't really quite pan out. But once you kind of write those down, you see those patterns, and you kind of see where it stems from something much deeper, and you're able to address that. Kind of what we talked about in the last episode about finding the root of it, but you'll see that those negative self-talks, and once you kind of see the patterns, you know, for me, writing it out and seeing, you know, what that looks like, you're able to find out that it is coming coming from a place that's much deeper, and you're able to address it. And then 99.9% of the time, it's coming from fear. The fourth thing I would say, after writing everything down, getting the thoughts down on paper, I told myself I want to change this belief. I need to I need a new narrative. I need to play a new tape. I need a new loop. I need to change this. But what we can't forget is we gotta take responsibility for our thoughts. And man, when I became self aware, when I became the aware that a lot of the things that I was thinking were coming from this belief unfactual belief 
that I had, it was like a light bulb that just went off. Self-awareness is like a beautiful thing. It's like that light switch that just turns on and you're able to see, oh, man, this is what I've been doing. This is what I've been saying to myself. It's, 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 it's something else, man. But I'm going to be honest and blunt. Changing these unconscious automatic negative beliefs that you have because it's, it's almost it's, it's automatic, it's ingrained, it's not easy. It's not easy, and it takes time, and it takes practice. It's not something that snap your fingers happens overnight. And for me, it's the most difficult part of my process due to the fact that, you know, once you begin to become aware, you take these steps to change those beliefs, you're going to fall back into those habits sometimes and those patterns of negative self-talk. But once you become aware and you're aware, you see that you're falling back into those habits, you're able to kind of address it, and then kind of keep going. But that's all part of the learning process and overcoming it. And like I said, it's not something done overnight. Another thing when you're trying to change that negative beliefs was positive affirmations. Positive affirmations, positive affirmations. Y'all see it. It's everywhere. And it genuinely is a life changer. Now, here's the thing with positive affirmations. For me, it's you. It, to me, it, okay, it's almost like you're using it in two different ways. The first way I would say that's to me I find the most helpful is when you are aware, when you're very much aware of these negative thoughts and beliefs in this loop that you play over and over again that you have about yourself. So you have that self awareness already, and so once you're aware, you're able to kind of make the changes to do that. So. Out with negative, in with positive, right? Now, you're able to kind of ingrain those positive affirmations about yourself. Once you've become aware of the negative things that you've been telling yourself. Here's the second thing about using positive affirmations. Because, you know, we say we use positive affirmations for everything. And that's great. But, however, if you're using positive affirmations, trying to slap onto it as a quick fix to the negative thoughts, then it's, part my frankness, it's basically like placing flowers over a pile of crap, over a pile of shit. Well, it may look beautiful, but guess what? Guess what still lies underneath, right? So it's like you, you're placing a Band-Aid over something that you haven't even addressed. So placing those positive affirmations over something that you have yet to even acknowledge that you have this negative loop that you're playing. So that's kind of the dangerous thing about, I would say dangerous thing about using positive affirmations. You're trying to slap on as a quick fix without addressing those negative, you know, beliefs that you have. But positive affirmations are great. But once you become self-aware of those negative, negative thoughts and negative thoughts that you have, and now, once you, you know, have those positive affirmations, that negative, you know, that feeling of unworthiness becomes, you know, I am worthy of love and worthy of something great, worthy of all the beautiful things that life has in store. You know, I am successful. I am 
I mean, I'm great. I'm a great person. You know, it, 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 it begins to change, you know. I have people who support me. And you slowly see the tide change. And one of the techniques that I found was helpful, and I learned this from therapy, and we're going to get to that next. Um, I found that was usually, I would play sticky notes. And I, I would use, you know, these three different color sticky notes. And each one represented, each color represented an area in which I felt like I was beating myself up with the most. So feeling unworthy. So, for instance, right, I had the pink sticky notes. And I would place the pink sticky notes right down the positive affirmations that I wanted to say to myself. And I would place them in my closet, you know, closet door. So when I woke up in the morning, getting ready, boom, it's there. The sticky notes automatically telling you, I am worthy of love. I am love. I am great. You know, it, it, it helped me out. So in the other area of the house, I placed, you know, the sticky notes was in the bathroom, bathroom mirror. Now we all, those, you know, the common places we always go to, bathroom, closet, you're getting ready. You're the first person you see in the morning. So why not start that day with those positive affirmations? So place it in the bathroom mirror. You see it, and you begin to speak it, say it out loud. And in the third place, I place it was in the refrigerator, refrigerator door in the kitchen. Again, you would see it. I would see it, speak it, and slowly, day by day, I began to replace those positive affirmations with the ones that I had those negative self uh, belief that I had and you know was beating myself up now it's a process that I still continue to this day but I acknowledge the progress that I have and like I said it's not overnight it's not a quick fix and it, it, it takes time and it takes practice now the last thing the six well Actually, let me rewind that back before I get to therapy. Before I get to therapy, there's one more thing I want to address. Is having compassion for yourself. Having compassion for yourself and being kind to yourself and being gentle to yourself. We are our own worst critic. We, I feel like, are harshest to ourselves more than anyone else could ever be. So if you have compassion for others, then I'll find that having compassion for yourself should be a breeze. But it's, believe it or not, it's not as simple. If you're able to be compassionate towards others, but showing that compassion that you show towards others and showing it to yourself can be kind of difficult. But it, it once you kind of step back and, you know, you say to yourself, like, man, I've, I've come a long way. You acknowledge your progress. You acknowledge that you're doing the best that you can, that you're progressing, that you're slowly doing it. And you step back and you take inventory of the good things that you have going. And you're able to see, because when, you, when you're ingrained in that negative self-talk, you're not able to see anything good. You're not able to see any of your accomplishments. You could, you could have conquered world peace and world hunger, but if you have that, unconscious negative self-talk self-belief within yourself you will never see that because deep down you believe that you are 
worthless or that, you know, you're not capable of accomplishing those things. But once you begin to step back and show some compassion for yourself and just be kind to yourself, you're able to slowly see and take inventory of the good things that you have going. You're able to see. Another thing with compassion is understanding that you're not alone in this this battle and this cycle of negative thoughts and these negative patterns and these self-judgments that you have about yourself. And you're able to see that there's millions of people that deal with this, battle with this as well. And when you take that perspective, you, you tend to kind of view things in a different light. And you're just kind of like, oh, wow, I'm not alone in this. And it makes it easier to kind of have that empathy and that compassion for yourself because you then have that compassion for others who are going through the same things that you're going through. And you're able to see this self-inflicting abuse of negative self-talk that you kind of place upon yourself. So having compassion and being kind and gentle to yourself is a big one. Now, now we're moving on to therapy, which is like my final one. Therapy, I'm going to always advocate for it. As always, I always will push for it and recommend it for for everybody. You know, you may, those who feel like they're perfectly normal, perfectly fine, who don't deal with it. There's always some good in therapy. But when you're dealing with depression, and a lot of our, well, depression is stemmed from our negative thoughts and these negative beliefs that we have for ourselves. So the best form of therapy or type of therapy is CBT, or we call CBT in the social work profession, which is cognitive behavior therapy. Cognitive behavior therapy pretty much is centered around, you know, identifying and challenging those negative thoughts and patterns that you have. So that's the whole basis of CBT. You know, the thoughts are coming from your cognition, you know, your thoughts are cognitive. <laughs> Run it back. So your thoughts are cognitive. So CBT addresses and challenges those negative thoughts. And CBT is the most common form of therapy when we're dealing with depression. And I've definitely, you know, especially with individual therapy, that's pretty much all I've dealt with was CBT. And, you know, with group therapy as well, uh, CBT group therapy, which is somewhat of a relief. Well, I was hesitant at first dealing with group therapy, but it's a relief because it, it reinforces that you're not alone with your thoughts and you're able to see others and how they're, you know, battling with their negative thoughts and things like that. So CBT group therapy, CBT individual therapy, always going to recommend it. With that, I wanted to leave y'all with just the nugget of just being kind and being compassionate, having compassionate for yourself, and just trust your own process. It's going to take time, but you'll start to see the, the changes and improvement. And just combating those negative self-beliefs and self-talks at the, at, the, at the forefront. But before I go, I want to, you know, make sure. And if you're having thoughts of suicide or thoughts of self-harm, 
please don't hesitate to reach out to the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And for veterans, it's the same number, the Veterans Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, you press 1. And with that, I want y'all to have a beautiful day. And continue on checking on with your 2019. Peace.